to be interviewing Dennis Jolly. He is the Senior Director of Marketing for the University of Utah Healthcare System. Uh, Dennis, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you again. We've actually had a, a, a couple of podcasts with you previously, and one of the topics we talked about in the past was some of the innovative things that uh, the University of Utah Healthcare is doing with doctor ratings in the broader area of patient experience. And so I'm going to presume that a fair number of our listeners have not heard one of those podcasts in the past, and so we're going to start from the beginning. And I think also maybe dive a little deeper into this specific area, whereas in the past we talked about many different topics. I think patient satisfaction, patient experience, and then certainly the ratings are very important to discuss. So can we start off by uh, helping our – we talked a little bit before I – started the recording here about your experience and the evolution of patient experience and patient satisfaction. Can you kind of give us a sense of that? Yeah, you know, we're, we're many years into our patient experience journey, and we, we were working on it for a few years trying to improve because, honestly, um, we, were, we were right at the bottom of the barrel. We were in the bottom 10th percentile when we first started um, surveying our patients, and it was, it was really actually appalling for us. We were shocked that people perceived us that way. So we began working on it and had some good traction, started moving up a little bit into the upper end of that bottom quartile, and about then, our, our former senior leader, Dr. Loris Betts, uh, he really engaged at a very senior level. He stood up in front of all of our leadership, physician and hospital at a meeting and said, you know what, it's not right that people feel this way. We have to fix this. It's just the right thing to do. And him standing up and taking a really strong, um, I almost want to say moral approach to it. He didn't say it was about money. He didn't say it was about anything other than it was the right thing to do. He said, these people come to us for care. We provide great health care, but if they don't feel well cared for, um, we're not doing it right. So that really caused us to make one big bump. And then as we began to, we kind of plateaued. And one of the areas where we were struggling was that the physician, individual physician scores weren't necessarily where we wanted them to be. And physician engagement was spotty. Um, but there were a number of people in the system who were thinking, you know, if we could tell people how our physicians rated, that could really be beneficial. And I have to give credit to our chief medical officer, Dr. Tom Miller, who really took the leadership with this. It had to be a physician who said, again, this is the right thing to do. Transparency is the right thing. Transparency is something that we value as an organization. We were already sharing uh, patient satisfaction scores completely transparent across the system, so everybody knew which clinic was doing well and which clinic wasn't. He said we need to start doing that with the physicians internally first, and then we should do it for our patients to have access. And, and when we went live with the scores, uh, we gave them notice. You know, it, it's not like we flipped the switch and was like, hey, surprise. Um, we did see another big bump. Uh, in our overall scores because the physician scores jumped dramatically after we went live with the physician scores. That, that's terrific. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we've seemed to find as we explore this patient experience journey with a variety of institutions, how important it is to come from the top. It's not something that um, 
even if people from the uh, you know the administrative side of the organization or people you know further down the totem pole are interested in this, it doesn't seem to really take hold until top leadership uh, pushes it forward. In this case, you said you had two bumps. One was from the uh, the very top, and then from the chief medical officer, must have given a lot of credibility to your efforts moving forward. Is that correct? It really did. I mean, I, you know, our people, we've always had great people, and they wanted to do the right thing, but it's easy to kind of let the fact that you have a policy or procedure get in the way of, you know, it's amazing how easy it is for something like that to get in the way of being nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but we really had some good engagement with frontline staff early on, and then when Dr. Betts and uh, Dr. Miller engaged, it really got higher level engagement and made it just such a priority. And then people really began to take pride in our improving scores. And it took that senior level engagement and saying, this is the right thing to do. We're not doing it for reimbursement. We're not doing it for money. We're doing it for the right, because it's the right thing. That got people going. And then there was kind of an intrinsic motivation because people wanted to keep their scores high. Once they got them high, they began to take pride in that. Okay, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. I'm curious, though, before we get to that, you, we talked also about not everybody was excited, not all of the doctors were excited about showing scores And when oh, you no. first got started with this. Tell us more about that. When we first announced that we were going to do it, it was definitely not everybody was on board and not everybody was happy. We had physicians who said, you can't do that. I will sue you. I will quit. I will not allow you to use my scores. Um, we, we We had people go through the entire, you know, denial, anger, bargaining, acceptance uh, pattern. Uh, but, again, credit to Tom Miller. He was the one who was willing to put himself out there and say, nope, we're going to do this. It's the right thing to do. And then he had strong support from the hospital side from our CEO, David Entwistle, as well. So it was a um, unified front, definitely. But not necessarily easy. I mean, there was definitely people who were not engaged right out of the gate. Yeah, and I think sometimes it takes courage. You know, I mean, just at the end of the day, that's what it really what it's going to boil down to. Someone's got to take the lead. Someone has to have courage. And someone has to recognize that there's going to be some fighting involved. But if you want to do anything great, you've got to, you know, have courage and, and the will to do it. I think, it. I think it's both courage and it's courage from the right sector. I think it was critically important that it was our chief medical officer, a physician, and our senior leader, who is also a physician, who did that. Um, right or wrong, I think one of the realities in healthcare is that if an operational leader or, heaven forbid, somebody like me in marketing says, hey, this is a good idea, um, there's going to be some skepticism about it until a physician says, you know what, this is a good idea, this is the right thing to do. I totally agree, and that, that makes sense. That's just the nature of the world of healthcare. And you either understand that and work within it or just get killed is right. what I think happens in the real world. Do you have any uh, uh, anecdotes you can think of of a specific doctor, without naming a name, but somebody who was really getting killed before in terms of the satisfaction scores, who's really made dramatic improvements? I think that would be an interesting story for our listeners. Well, you know, I think um, I think one of the stories that comes to my mind is there, there was a physician who – and he's, he is an out, he's a surgeon. He's an outstanding surgeon, really, really outstanding. He's not the warmest individual, I will fully admit. He, you know, he, he's just not. And when he really used to just kind of roll his eyes and be like, oh, you know, 
patient surveys, who cares? But then when the scores came online, he really began to engage on it personally. And I remember the day he came to me, and I almost felt bad for him. He kind of said, you know, wh why don't my patients like me? And I said, it's not that they don't like you, they don't feel connected to you. So he and I talked about ways that he could authentically, you know, could still be himself, but find small ways to connect with patients. And I think that for a lot of our physicians, um, it was a little hard to see their scores. And I think that's one of the reasons they didn't want them out there publicly. Um, physicians are used to doing really well at what they do. Um, you know, not everybody gets into medical school and not everybody succeeds through medical school. So they're not used to getting bad grades, so to speak. And it's hard for them. But in that case, you know, like I said, we just sat down and talked about what are some ways that you can connect to your patients. Talk to the people who really do like you and ask them why they like you. And he didn't have to change his major workflow. He didn't have to start pretending to be, you know, Patch Adams or something. Um, he's still a really focused, really right cut to the chase surgeon. But he's, his scores are probably twice as good as they were. And he's right up there in the top quartile. And um, I, I think in the long run, I haven't had the conversation with him about it since, but I think he would actually look back on it and say, you know, in the long run, it's been better for him as a physician to have gone through that. That totally makes sense to me. And you mentioned a moment ago that your physicians are proud of this and even like to promote it. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, our physicians are proud of the fact that we were um, one of the, the, the first major health system to put our scores online. And I think our physicians are proud. I know our physicians are proud of the fact that so many of our physicians do well. We're, um, our survey partner is Press Ganey, which is really one of the lar largest you know, survey groups for these surveys. And 25% and of our, 50% of our physicians are in the top percent nation, or excuse me, 25% of our physicians are in the top 10% nationwide. And of that group, half are in the top 1% nationwide. Um, for, for patient satisfaction scores. Our physicians are incredibly proud of the fact that we've gotten to a place where our patients say good things about us. And they've also gotten to a place where when someone doesn't, they recognize that it's an opportunity to learn something, I think. That's amazing. Do you think they feel like quality of care has actually improved as a result of this? You know, I think we've always done a really good job uh, with quality, and I think that we are a quality leader. What I think has happened is patient perception of quality has improved because we use the patient experience as a way to talk to patients about quality and help them understand. Because, you know, you can just interrupt patients seven times in the middle of the night to take their blood pressure and, and just be grumpy about it and you know, act like it's not your fault that you're going in to take their blood pressure at 2 a.m. or whatever. Or you can talk about why, why you're doing it and say, when a patient checks in, I'm sorry that we're going to wake you up in the middle of the night. We're doing it because of X. That is part of the patient satisfaction conversation, but it's also educating patients about quality. So while I think our quality has always been good, I think it's different how we talk with patients about quality and the patient experience improves 
both perception of quality and potentially, I haven't done a study on this, so that's why I'm saying potentially, potentially actual quality because I think you get patient engagement in their care differently. Well, you mentioned since the last time we interviewed you on this topic that the physicians are, are proud of the scores. And uh, have you promoted the scores? How do you do in your marketing? How have you t- capitalized on this from a patient acquisition or branding standpoint? Uh, we've done a, uh, quite a bit of it in terms of patient acquisition and branding. And uh, we have, we've ran print ads locally that say, how does your doctor rate, you know, um, because we're very proud of how our doctors rate. When we, uh, we did an ad here recently that listed all of our physicians that are in the top 10% nationwide and highlighted those in particular who were in the top 1% nationwide, and it was a full-page spread in the major daily papers to even list all of them, and that was really an impressive thing, um, and people noticed it in our communities. And what's even better is... Our physicians noticed it. Um, I had physicians calling me and saying, hey, I'd love to get a copy of that ad. I want to send it to my mom, or I want a copy of that ad to have up in my office or in my clinic. Um, And uh, so the fact that the physicians were engaging on that level meant a lot. But then we had a lot of patients who commented on it too. And so we have outdoor print and radio that talk about the fact that we're very proud of how our patients rate and that it's really because we want to be a lifelong health partner and meet our patients' expectations for excellence and quality. Any parting thoughts or any additional insights about this? I think that my big insights, having having been involved and watched it all this time, are, you know, you said it, patient satisfaction requires high-level engagement. But once you get that initial engagement, I think that marketing people, and I'll say this because that's primarily your audience, marketing and internal communications and others can really help keep the ball rolling and keep that intrinsic motivation high. But I also think that transparency is key. Um, It's easy to be a bad outlier and hard to be a high outlier if there's not transparency, you know. So I think the lack of transparency pulls people down. You know, it's funny. One of the things that I had when I was at the Cleveland Clinic that I actually tweeted on the spur of the moment was that I think most people in healthcare wanted to do the right thing and Absolutely. at some level cared about it, but it wasn't really the culture. The culture, yeah. in fact, was the opposite of that. And so I think most people follow the herd if it's sort of, almost popular to dismiss the patient as like, well, I don't care if they uh, like me. I just want them to get better. If exactly. that's the attitude, then, then well, it becomes 